Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. We've got a great show planned for you today. I think it's very timely. We're going to talk about authenticity and connection with one of my favorite ladies, Marcy Mara. So I'm going to introduce you to her in just a couple minutes here. Um, And those are two things, you know, connection and authenticity that I really just feel like we desperately need more of. We've talked about connection a lot on the show, but we haven't talked much about authenticity. So I'm really excited to dig in because it's actually something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, I've been thinking about how it's interesting how right now we're really being stripped of our comforts, a lot of our comforts, you know, even things that we take for granted, um, we have access to things like going to the grocery store have become really tricky doing errands have really become, has become non-existent. Um, It's hard to get some basic things like flour and coffee and, you know, toilet paper for a while. Um, And even some of the little luxuries that I know I really enjoy, I mean, hair appointments, my son's hair is getting insanely long. He's thinking about shaving his head, which I sort of hope he doesn't do, but he really, really wants to go for it. Um, And my hair, my natural hair color is slowly revealing itself through this process and it's gray. (laughs) So that's an interesting new, um, new road for me. I haven't been uh, a a natural, having natural hair since I think college. Um, Anyway, so the point and what I've been thinking about is how a lot of us right now are very like natural. We are not having a lot of the appointments, a lot. We're not going to offices. Um, I haven't worn normal clothes in a month. I do realize that's by choice. I've seen all this stuff all over social media saying get dressed anyways. I just Yeah, thank you. Like you it. do need to be wearing clothes. For well, yes, I do get dressed. We are on Zoom today. But, you know, I've just been really casual. And so I've been thinking just how that's left me um, and with a lot of us just with a lot of time by ourselves, kind of alone with ourselves. And I've had more time to spend just doing quiet things that I enjoy, just reflecting, thinking about life, praying, doing yoga, journaling, walking. Um, And I have to say, I'm learning some things through this whole process about myself. And I think I'm learning some things about people close to me and people around me also. I mean, the truth is that this, I feel like the situation that we're in with COVID-19 is really pushing us to show up as our authentic selves because it's triggering things in all of us in different ways. And there's really just no normalcy. Um, And so I've been thinking about a lot about my authentic self and who that is for me. And I'm so big on authentic living and it's something I try to really focus on, but what are some of the areas that I um, maybe still struggle to reveal my whole self in and be authentic in? And I think one of the things I've realized through this is that one of the things that has been triggered for me in this is that it's really made me think deeply about what I believe because I'm a worrier by nature 
And it would be really easy in the midst of something like this for me to get caught up in fear or start obsessing about all of the things happening that I can't control. And I also talk a ton on the show about positivity and love and grace. And those are really important things that I, my show and everything that I do is rooted in. But there's a huge component that I haven't touched much on on the show, and that's my faith. And I don't talk about my faith very much on the show, and it's not because it's not important to me. It's truly a huge fundamental part of who I am. But I don't talk about it mostly because I want this to be a really inclusive place and space where all feel welcome. And I don't want people to stop listening or make assumptions about me like I'm all those religious folks in quotes, um, because I really do feel like I come from a place of love. So today, I just wanted to say this in the spirit of vulnerability and being authentic. I, what is keeping me from being worried and afraid right now is my faith. And that's just the truth for me. I believe that there's a higher power in control right now. And I also just believe in the goodness of God, and I believe we're going to be okay. And I also believe in the beautiful human spirit. And I just think we're seeing humans come together compassionately in so many ways. And for some of them, it might be in the name of faith or their religion. And for others, it's in the name of something else like compassion. But the truth is that it's all rooted in love and it's all rooted in something bigger than ourselves. And for me, that love comes from my faith. But for you, it might come from a different source. But I think we can all agree on this one thing. This thing, this COVID-19 that we're all experiencing is communal. It's happening to all of us. And our response needs to also be communal. It's going to take all of us to get through it. And as we've talked about in past shows, <clears throat> we're more the same than we are different. And we need each other. And we've also talked about how love gets us through anything and breaks down barriers. So today, I hope that the show brings you some love and some light and encouragement to start your week. And with that, I would love to introduce you to my special guest of the day, Marcy Mara. Welcome, Marcy. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Sam. I'm really excited to be here and really a little nervous. Oh, well, do not be nervous. It's going to be a really fun conversation. Um, and I would love if you would just tell everyone just a little bit about you before we jump into the interview. Sure. Um, I like to tell a story about by day, I'm a management consultant. So I work for a large consulting firm um, globally. So we're seeing this across the world, what we're dealing with right now. And then by night and weekend, I'm a coach. And I, those two really blur together because they're really all about helping people find their best self, um, how, what their purpose is, and achieving their goals. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's really, they, they intertwine. I work with clients to find those things. And those are the things that really give me purpose. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm not doing those things, I'm definitely spending time with my husband who loaned me his beautiful booth today, um, my dogs that we've rescued, and then I create a bunch of art. I weld, um, do large steel and glass sculptures, and anything that brings beauty to people's lives in different ways. 
Oh, I love that. I didn't know that about you, Marcy. That is such a cool hobby. That's awesome. And just so everyone knows, Marcy and I are on Zoom right now, and Benny's here too, of course. Um, so the three of us are staring at each other on the computer screen, and Marcy is in the most beautiful in-home studio. So if you've been listening to me since the beginning, you know that this is like what I've coveted. This is like what, in all my fort building, sitting, recording under blankets, trying to get the perfect sound, this was actually the dream studio that I wanted. So Marcy, someday I'm going to hop over there and come um, check it out in person. <laughs> and you should, because you know you've been invited to come and use it since we both. Yes, <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, well, good. Well, I'm so excited to talk about our, our topics today. And before we dig into those, how are you doing through this time? I'm curious. So tell me um, how you're coping. And then maybe what's something new that you're doing now that maybe it's new to you and you're finally having time to do it, or maybe it's something that you've always done, but you just finally now have more time. Sure. Um, coping. So to start with, like I came home from a trip in California, landed, looked at my phone and saw that some of our clients were closing and thought I was gone for four days. How did this happen? Mm. So you have that moment of shock and being disconnected. And then like, what does this mean? And how does this impact everything? And then I took that moment and I thought, if I feel that way, like how does everybody else feel? Mm -hmm. So how do you use that time that you do get back from frankly, not getting dressed and putting mm -hmm. makeup on and commuting and all of the things that we do every day that consume so much of our time. And I thought, what do I do with that time? And I thought, what if I just gave that time to all of the people that I spend time with anyway? But I did it in a more meaningful way. So how often do we talk to people, but do we really listen to them? And so what I've really spent the last now six weeks, mm -hmm. seven weeks um, doing is just listening. So scheduling time with people and letting them talk. And then instead of when they say, oh, I'm fine, or this doesn't, doesn't really impact me, instead of just moving on saying, are you sure? Like, have you really dug deeper? And then getting people to really talk and say, well, I really am afraid, or I'm really worried for my mother who's in assisted living. Mm -hmm. And having conversations like that with consultants, with clients, um, with friends, with family has been amazing. It's really the stuff that you say is life-changing because you get to know people on this very different level. Like you feel like, oh, these are my friends and I know these people, but they don't talk to you about like those deep seated fears, Yeah. Like what is keeping them awake at night? Um, and how do you just listen? Like don't, and we all want to help people. And as a consultant, like I want to give you a solution, you fix Surely it. Yeah. Solve your yeah. problems. but really putting that coaching hat on. And it's like, I'm not here to solve. I am here to listen and to ask you some questions. Um, and it's just really changed. I feel like how I connect with people, how I look at people mm -hmm. uh, and you apply that then to things thinking about like inclusion programs and mm -hmm. how do you really get people to belong? And I've done a lot of writing and just soul searching during this time. Yeah, I love that. It's interesting. I had an interesting thing happen to me last week, you know, um, in my day job, I'm the vice president of people. And so this is an interesting time because there are a whole lot of things that I'm focusing on that I don't usually have to focus on. Um, I always focus on employee care 
But right now, you know, anxieties are very high and we're all remote and there's all these dynamics and people are anxious and fearful for in different ways and for different reasons. And so it's been really interesting um, for me to have that added to my plate and I'm a caretaker, so I enjoy it. So what happened last week was I had reached out, I'd sent an email out to all of our employees just with some different care resources and making sure they knew that, you know, I was here for them and to reach out if there's any additional support they needed. Um, and I love doing that. And I had one woman email me back and say, um, you know, thank you so much for all the communication and for always letting us know that, you know, you're there for us. I'm curious, has anyone asked you if you're okay or if you need um, support? I wonder how you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because my first response was mentally like, I'm fine. I'm strong. I'm fine. And then as I read the email, I actually got very tearful. And so then I thought, oh gosh, maybe I'm not completely fine, right? Like maybe I sort of need to talk about what's going on a little bit, you know? So I think what you're saying, like being willing to ask the deeper questions and not take just the fine on face value is such an important part. And I do think it's what deepens relationships because it's what gives you, you start to develop empathy and then exercise compassion. Um, so speaking of that, we are going to dig into the topic of connection a little bit before we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. And I want to tell the story about how we met, because I think that that's a really cool story about connection. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Imperfection Wins show on KKNW 1150, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Marcy Mara, consultant, public speaker, and coach. And we are having a very needed and um, fulfilling, I think, conversation about connection. And we're going to move on to authenticity in a few minutes. So Marcy, I thought it would be cool to tell the story about how you and I met. Because um, to me, and I know to you, we've talked about this, we met, um, we've only known each other for, my gosh, about a year and a half, maybe. Um, and we met kind of randomly. But I would say that we developed a strong connection really quickly. Um, and we don't see each other or talk all the time. But when we do, it's sort of like um, really deep, really fast. And I love that. That's my favorite kind of connection. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I thought it'd be neat to tell the story because I think it says a lot about, um, you know, being willing to slow down and connect with each other and the beauty that can come out of that. Um, we get so focused on agendas and to-do lists and, you know, what we need to do. Um, and so the way that we met everyone is that I had just gone out and started Imperfection Wins. Um, I had just started recording my podcast. I was doing coaching and consulting on my own. Um, and I was at the point where, you know, I was, uh, I didn't really, I kind of had sea legs. Like I wasn't really sure exactly what I was doing in any of those spaces um, in terms of growing a business. And I was reaching out to all my contacts, just, you know, anyone that I thought could help me navigate this world. Um, in terms of building my business. So I reached out to a mutual friend that Marcy and I have, and um, he's fantastic. And he came back to me and he said, I have someone that I really want you to meet. And can we have coffee? And I want to introduce you to her and her name's Marcy. And I was at the point in my, you know, the stage in my business where I was saying yes to every coffee date. It was like, yes, like I just need to connect with people. Um, I knew that Marcy was in the consulting space. I knew that she was a female executive. I knew that she was a talented coach. Um, that's all I knew about her. I had no idea really what um, our friend Eric's agenda was in terms of why he thought we should meet or what benefit it would be in terms of, you know, for Marcy, certainly, um, and even what the vision was for me, but I was really excited just to be able to connect. So we, so he scheduled coffee for us. We went to coffee um, and I met Marcy and I want Marcy to tell her side, but I would say right away, as soon as we started talking, um, we ended up going really deep on things that really had nothing to do with me growing my business. It was like a soul connection. Like we went deep on like, you know, females in the workplace and building a business and coaching and some really cool um, topics. And the friendship sort of blossomed from there. And we've actually never done any actual work together, but it's been a relationship that I've highly valued and found so supportive and life-giving. So Marcy, that's my take. I'll let you do it because I'm sure you were wondering, like, what am I doing meeting this random woman when I'm really busy? Yeah, so I love hearing that whole take. And you and I talked a little bit about this in prep for this, um, but it's still interesting to hear it, hear it told. Um, so our mutual friend reaches out to me and he was actually at the time scheduling a lot of business development meetings for me. And he was connecting me with people who could be buyers of consulting services. So I'm just accepting meetings. I'm not even asking what's the purpose. I'm making assumptions and that's fine. And he was doing the same for one of the other partners in the firm. Mm -hmm. And probably the day before Sam and I were supposed to meet, the other partner said, oh, don't take that meeting. He's scheduling all these meetings, but some of these people aren't buyers. And then he reached out and said, I don't feel obligated to take the meeting. Like Sam isn't in a position where she'll be a buyer. And I was like, well, why would I not take the meeting? Mm -hmm. Like this is an opportunity to meet somebody new. I don't, I don't want to ever just meet people because they can give me something. I want to meet people because every single person we connect with enriches our lives in one way or another. And he was like, okay, well, I just want you to know, like you can get out of this. And it was a super hectic day and I was running late and I had to text him and say, I'm still coming, but I'm going to be late. And I come in and I see Sam and I sit down and I'm out of breath and I'm just, it's all just a crazy mess. 
and we sit down and we talk and I said, I'm so sorry that I'm late, but I'm so glad that I'm here. And I just stopped paying attention to all the other noise and Sam and I connected. And to Sam's point, it went deep really fast. And eventually our mutual friend left. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as we got him out of the way, we could really talk. He was like, I clearly don't need to be here. I'm yeah. gonna leave you two. And we went long. Um, and actually you had not started your first podcast because we were talking oh, about your first podcast because it was December and you launched in January. And we talked about what would that mean and what would the goal be and what was the goal for us to meet? And neither of us knew, but it was such a gift to have that connection. And I hear people all the time say, and I see it on LinkedIn, like, why would I accept a connection from somebody I don't know? Or why would I take a call? And I've been talking to people about that a lot um, the last couple of weeks. And I will take if I can, coffee, now I'm taking video chats with all kinds of people across the world that I don't know. And it is amazing the things that you learn about other people and how they think and how they live Mm -hmm. and also what you learn about yourself by doing Mm -hmm. that. And it's just, it's so valuable. And we're so, we miss so much by looking at a connection by, well, what what can they do for me? Yes. Let's start thinking about what can we do for each other? Yeah, I think that's really well said. And, you know, one of the things that we've talked about quite a bit on the show recently is just, you know, how we are, we are more the same than we are different. Mm. And I think that's one thing, you know, I have always really enjoyed connecting with diverse um, people. I love meeting people different than me. I love meeting people the same as me. I just really love relationships and people. And, um, you're right. You learn so much about yourself. And I really, really value the relationships that I have where on face value, like people might sort of step back and say, um, they're unlikely friends, you know, like what do they have in common? And for me, it's a very deep connection because I, those are often the people that push me, push me in my growth you know, push me in my faith, push me to look at things with a more open mind or a more open heart. I, I talked a few shows ago about this concept of being ex, an expander for people. Mm. And I think that's, um, I think that's what you and I have done for each other, right? It's like you, you meet someone and you start talking and then you start to think about things that, um, things in a different way, or you see possibilities for yourself or other people that maybe you didn't see before, or you're, you're inspired to go do something or take action. Um, and I think you're right. We miss so much of that if we're not willing to connect and we're not willing to just slow down and really see people for people and, and try to, um, embrace what we can learn from them. And, you know, it's interesting being in, um, in corporate America, because I, I really, I say my, some of my greatest mentors, you know, I have mentors who are more experienced than me and who are older than me that I value highly. And I have mentors that are younger than me. And I'll tell you for a long time, this is a whole nother topic, but for a long time, there's been so much, um, skepticism and heat around, millennials and that term and the workforce. And I'll tell you that population has taught me more about myself and the possibilities and the potential for work than anyone else. 
And so I just think it's all about placing value on people. And that is what you did when you took the meeting with me, right? You, you placed a value on me instead of deciding that I didn't have value. And I, during that time, I was grateful for every coffee date, you know, I mean, it was like, I was so grateful because I couldn't even articulate. If you would have asked me before, why am I meeting with you again? I would not have been able to tell you why <laughs> you were meeting with me. So anyway, I, um, I would love before our next break for you just to, I know there's been some things that you have learned about connection. And would you just say, what are some of the key things that you've learned about connection and, and how can people um, start and, and start being more intentional in this area? I think the simplest thing really is the slow down and listen, mm. just really listen and connect and listen and hear the words. So don't take things at face value. Listen to the tone, the words that people are using. Don't make assumptions when you're connecting. I mean, to your point, like you don't know sometimes why people are put in front of you. Mm -hmm. I have had some amazing opportunities, very random, much like our meeting, um, where I met some fabulous people that have changed the course of my life. Mm -hmm. But had I not stopped, I would have missed that. Mm -hmm. And we, we just take it all for granted and not putting the labels, like your comment about millennials. Like I know some amazing millennials who I will look to for advice. It's a yeah. different perspective. Yeah. Um, and we have to value those things and, and all of those connections, but it, it really is that how do we just make time? And then we truly focus. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's 30 seconds mm -hmm. or 30 minutes, like that person gets your time. Mm -hmm. If you do not focus on that person, um, they're not going to feel very valued. Like yeah. give them what we all want. And that is just that, that moment in time. Um, stop the multitasking, stop all yeah. of those other things that we do, because that's how you make those true connections. Mm -hmm. I really love that. And, you know, I think it's interesting when you made the comment that, you know, you, you, we can't always be thinking about what someone can do for us and deciding, I mean, I suppose we can, but it's not great to go through life, really, really making decisions based on what other people can do for you. Um, and I think about like, if, if people knew the impact that they could have on another person's life just by saying yes or being present with them. And I know, and you know this too, being in business, for me, being where I am, you know, starting this podcast, um, the hearts, all of these new things that I'm doing, and I'm unsure, you know, I'm confident in the message, but I'm unsure of me, myself and what I'm doing and my role and all of that. And when someone acts that's sort of bigger than me, you know, in the world, by the world standards, you know, whatever, more followers, more fame, whatever. When someone like that um, takes the time to, to answer my emails or say to me, I would love to come on your show. It's really not doing much for them. It is making a huge impact for me. And so I think even little things, right, that you, that we can do, if someone says to me, I'm preparing for job interviews and I'm really nervous. Do you, I know you're really busy, but, but do you have time to look at my resume? Like my answer is yes. And it's not because it does something for me. It's because I know if it were me, the anxiety that they're feeling, 
I can help with for just a moment, you know? So I think I really love that point that you made, like just not thinking about always in the context of what is this doing for me, but perhaps they're asking for the meeting because I can do something for them. Yeah, that's such an excellent point. Like I've suggested to people to try end meetings by saying, what can I do for you? Or how can I help you today? Because it takes that focus off again yourself. Like when any time that we start thinking about what can we do for others, Mm -hmm. everything else comes into place. But when we focus too much on ourselves, we lose. It's true. And you know, you just made me think it's so hard actually for people to act, well, not all people, but for a lot of people, it's so hard to ask for help. So if you, if people ended meetings, like I'm thinking about some of my own meetings I've had with potential sponsors or whatever, if they ended the meetings saying to me, what can I do to help you? It would open the door for me to ask for something that I really actually need, but right. Like I really need it, but, but I'm really anxious about asking. And so anyway, I love that. I I think that is such a great point. I'm going to start doing that too for people. Like, what can I, what can I do for you to help you? And for some people, like I've had people say to me, like, if, will you just give me a shout out on social media? It takes 15 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's easy. It's not always going to take a lot of your time. Okay. So I want to get to our next topic. We're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, we are going to talk about authenticity. And I absolutely love your thoughts on authenticity. So I can't wait to get to it. Um, But everyone, you are listening to the Imperfection Wins Show on KKNW 1150. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the resources on my newly launched website, samwilling.com. If you are looking for some tools to help you identify your unique value, Say no to fear, simplify your to-do list, or practice gratitude, go on over to samwilling.com and click on the Growth Toolkit tab. There, you'll find free, downloadable tools that are beautifully crafted and helpful. If you're interested in listening to some of the earlier Imperfection Wins podcasts, you can find all episodes under the podcast tab. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter or send me a message while you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com. That's samwilling.com. Happy listening. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Marcy Mara, consultant, public speaker, and coach. Um, And we're just having such a fun conversation about connection. And now we're going to move into talking about authenticity. And this is such an important topic. And I, Marcy and I had a conversation about it um, last week, and it just got me spinning and spinning and thinking about this even more. So Marcy, can we start by, I just am really curious about why authenticity has become such an important topic to you. How did that happen? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I post a lot of things on LinkedIn about being a leader, compassionate leadership, um, how to show up well. And somebody reached out to me and said, I would love for you to coach me and teach me how to be authentic. And I was really taken aback by it. And I didn't answer it right away because I thought, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, 
And I actually sat on it for a while. I, I slept the next morning. I thought, I, I know why I couldn't answer it. Like, why would, do, would anyone think that we need to be taught to be authentic? Mm-hmm. The reality is at some point in our lives, we are taught to be unauthentic mm-hmm. and we have to unlearn that. So I started like digging in, like really like, where does that come from? And it comes from small things that build up over time. Um, things that like our parents and not to blame our parents, but little things that they do, like when they say, oh, you want to wear something different to go and attend that, or this is how you should behave here. They're telling you um, in your subconscious that you need to be different than who you are. And so we start Mm -hmm. to learn that if I act this way, I belong and I'll be accepted and people will like me. Mm -hmm. And we some of us are definitely wired where we want, we're pleasers and we want people to like us. And so you learn pretty quickly, how do you chameleon and you can get lost in who you are and what is really important to you. And so you have to peel that back to say, well, how do I show up really in the, in the form that is truly authentic to me? And then what does that look like? And, oh, I'm so vulnerable. It's like I've showed up without any clothes on. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you become comfortable in that space? And so there's a lot of work in that area that we all need to do. Yeah. Um, and, I love that story. That I mean, it is so interesting, right? Because when you think, when I think of authentic, like someone's authentic self, I think, well, that's who they really are. Right. And so then if someone asked me that, like, would you coach me on how to be authentic? You would think, well, I can't teach you just to be who you really are. I mean, right. Like that's part of you, but you're right. I mean, if you think about how we're from a very early age, we're, we're shaped by the world, by, you know, parents, by the media, by friends. um, And we're sent so many messages around like what's appropriate and how we are supposed to be. And I've talked about that a bit on the show, just in terms of, you know, I've spent a lot of my um, years being a pleaser and I am really, you know, I think I'm, I have pretty high emotional intelligence and really love being in relationship with people. And so um, what that combination translated into for me for years was like, I knew intuitively how to make people happy or how to be accepted. And so I would sort of um, release little pieces of myself, depending on who I was with or who I was talking to, but like the really vulnerable stuff, I locked away, you know, I kept it away. And it was like, I'm like, no, I'm, I like save all my crazy just for like those closest to me, maybe even like just for my husband. (laughs) So, you know, but it, but it really didn't, um, and there was no intention around it. So it wasn't ever something that I consciously chose to do. Um, now that I've learned a lot more through this journey about authenticity and about who I really am, and I've put myself out there to be, to, and I've been vulnerable. Um, I have learned that actually, I was shaped that way. And it wasn't through anyone's intention. It wasn't through malice. It wasn't through anything other than this is what we do, right? Like we as humans try to make sense of the world. And so we put all of these like expectations and rules in place. 
And then we instill them in our children. And then our children get these messages that they have to be a certain way. And then they go out into the working world. And it's like, suddenly you get to probably this point that this um, person that emailed you was at where it's like, well, I actually don't know who I really am anymore. And that's so sad. But you said it so well when you said they didn't shape you out of malice. It's yeah. completely the opposite. It's completely shaped out of love. Yes. If you think about like being parents, you think about things that you want to protect your children from. So of course you want your children's to your children to conform to a norm because yeah. then they're more likely to be accepted. They're not going to be bullied. Like things will be easier for them. But does that always feel right to them? Yeah. But it's all out of love and caring yeah. that we do that. And it's also out of self-protection that we do that yes. for ourselves. Yeah. So we go to our fight or flight, that sense in our brain. And it's like, well, it will be easier if I do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been a consultant now more than 25 years. And my skill was to chameleon. Like mm -hmm. you give me a difficult yeah. client and I'll go make that. friends with them. And your point about, I release small bits of myself. Mm -hmm. So everybody thinks that they know me very well. Yeah. And they know a flavor of me, but they right. don't know the deep core. Just like how you don't talk about faith. I don't talk about faith. It's very important to me. Yeah. But I hold things back that might um, be controversial to anyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. And I really, I think, um, and it's interesting, right? Because I know, like you said, it's always out of love, right? And so I know my children, I have two teenagers, like they will, will take things that I have instilled, my husband has instilled in them out of love and, and some fear, right? That they stay safe or that they, you know, avoid certain things. And they're going to have to go, my daughter's 18, she's going to have to go out into the real world. And she's going to have to start peeling back some of those layers herself and figuring out, you know, who she really is. And it's so hard to find the balance. Um, but I do think that there's so much beauty. There's been so much beauty for me in the last 18 months of just starting to get more comfortable with, um, who I really am, even just allowing myself to think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I really? And it's been, I've had moments of fear around revealing my whole self, right? Around, you know, even, um, you know, thinking about like, in general, I'm someone, there are two things that I know about me um, that I just sort of embrace now, which is I really like to be liked. And I don't like to do things I'm not good at. And so I, and that goes right in with like the whole perfectionism thing. Right. And so I'm just being honest about it. So the thought of, um, you know, revealing myself and being vulnerable and truly authentic, which means showing up in all of myself and not just those parts of myself that I think people can handle. Um, there's a little bit of fear and anxiety in that too. Right. Because it's like, well, then everyone might not like me or everyone might not listen to my show. Um, and I've had to really do some soul searching on that. But, you know, I'll tell you when I do show up authentically and I'm honest about it, it feels better. And I, I think that's, I'm, I'm curious for you because I know this is something, I, I think that this is something that everyone struggles with. Don't you think? Absolutely. And you've done a lot more coaching around this than I do. You find that 
even the most confident people struggle with like truly showing up as their whole selves. Oh, I think it's the most confident people that struggle the most. I've had some interesting conversations with people that have struggled with depression and anxiety. Mm. And they will say um, they are more prepared to be authentic because they've been given tools to deal with somebody not liking them or something not working out. And so those of us that have lived these lives where we focused on trying to be liked, when somebody doesn't like us, it has a greater impact on us. It's more devastating. And I thought that was really interesting. Yes. Gosh, that is such a good point, Marcy. I bet that that is so true. The people that have worked through hard things, you know, like rejection, um, depression, anxiety, and they have tools to deal with those things probably do have an easier time showing up as authentic than the people. And, And I think that is maybe a little bit of why for me, having even a platform is a little bit unnerving, right? Like putting myself out there and opening myself up to criticism. Cause I, I would say like, I don't, I'm sure that I get criticism like behind my back somewhere, but in general, like I haven't faced a lot of criticism, even in jobs. I've not, I haven't gotten like a lot of negative feedback or anything in general. Like things have gone well for me. Um, and I find a lot of comfort in that. And so um, I've actually had through doing this show, I've had a couple instances where I've gotten some criticism um, and it actually, I'm not trying to be dramatic in the moment. It actually felt devastating to me. I'm sure it did because and I want to have the tools. No, to I want to be more resilient than that, but it actually leveled. Like I really, I felt very sick about it. Um and you're right. I didn't have the tools because I'd never been through it before. And so now I'm having to develop the tools to be more resilient. Yeah. Well, and that's where we could go into a deep conversation about how do we find self-worth? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> that really is what it's all wrapped up in. Right. right. These messages around we're not enough or we're not okay just the way we are um, or how much weight criticism and other people's opinions should carry you know, for you in your life. And why do we think that somebody, and I'll even say like a random person's criticism of you Mm -hmm. is more important than your own opinion of yourself? Yes. How did we get that so upside down? Yes. Like we have, you have a good circle of friends. They all think that you're amazing. And some person that you don't know comes in and criticizes you and you let that destroy you. Yes. That moment. It's like, why did you give your power? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so true. I I mean, that is such a good, I hope you'll come back and we can have a conversation about that because I, we could do a whole show on that too. Um, so tell me, so around authenticity. So when you're, as you've started to really dig in and study authenticity, what are some of the things that people should be thinking about? Like, where do they start? Where, how do you start to do some soul searching and, and start to intentionally live more authentically? So it's interesting you've asked me with the word should. So mm-hmm. I often ask people to think about how often do you use the word should? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you use the word should, it typically indicates that somebody's told you you should do something mm-hmm. instead of Um, I can do it, I will do it, or I get to do it if we want to put a really positive spin on it. When we start to do, I should, somebody somewhere has told us. So then stop and go, is that 
really what I want to do? Is that what I think is the right mm-hmm. thing to do? Or am yeah. I doing this to conform to some preconceived idea about what I should do? Yeah. I really like that point, Marcy, because actually I had an interesting conversation with someone a few weeks ago when this whole thing was just starting. And she said, you know, I'm so sick of social media and everybody telling me that I should think positively and that I should, you know, focus on self-care and all these things that I should do. And she's like, it just feels like another job. It's like more pressure on all the things I should be doing. And at the time I was, gosh, I was like, gosh, that's so interesting. Cause I gravitate towards that stuff. Um, but I see like what you're saying, right? Like it's because the word should is in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually someone else's agenda right. and thoughts for you, not your own. Right. Mm, so really thinking about doing some soul searching around what's important to you, would you say that's a really good place to start? I think that's a really good place to start. And then I have, I have worksheets too, that I ask people to fill out, to think about what's their purpose in life and what would you, um, around age seven is when our personalities and our social styles and all these things form. So if you can think back to like, what gave you joy then Mm. there's usually a granular trail about what would still give you joy now. And Mm -hmm. we forget about those things. And it's why I felt like I wanted to mention my art because art and creativity has been a thread throughout my life. And I can anchor some things with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we start to think about um, how are we authentic, like what would the the six-year-old you think is right? Because at that point, we haven't learned um, frankly, to spare everybody's feelings by shielding what we say or how we act. And maybe you want to wear like purple and green together and your parents tell you, oh, those don't go together and you shouldn't wear that. But maybe that's what you love. Um, so, so obviously not asking everyone to walk around and just do this completely unfiltered and in a hurtful right. way. <laughs> but there's definitely a way to do it that is still true to you. And how do yeah. you just talk, have different types of conversations. And, yeah. and I consciously have to work on changing my conversations too. And that means that I have to allow myself to be vulnerable and I have to share things about myself that make me on right on that edge of discomfort. Mm. Um, and if somebody doesn't like that, I obviously pay attention to the response that I'm getting and I don't want to make somebody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find that if I will share somebody will share something back to me and it creates this space um, that's safe and secure for people because I've made the move to expose myself first. Well, it's so interesting because it's one of, that's one of the things actually that's kept me doing this show is that I have so many people reach out to me and say, you're so honest and vulnerable. And it gave me the courage to go do this thing, whatever it is. Like for some of them, it's starting a podcast for some of them. It's, you know, just, um, being honest and saying out loud, you know, that they, um, uh, something that they want or their dreams, or it's amazing how many people, and it keeps me going. And then I think, okay, so that authenticity is, and vulnerability is the key to helping people just be um, who they are and and live their lives. And just, I I think it's a really um, beautiful thing that we can model to help give other people courage. 
and it does take to your point it takes uh, a bit of bravery like had you listened yes. to everyone before you started that first podcast I remember you and I talking yes. about it and you saying people are telling me that I really shouldn't do a podcast until after I've written a book but I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and do it yeah and it was so powerful and, yeah. and look at and look at where you are now I know and you know the most fun thing is that I've never I've never seen anything coming it's just like I just dove in in complete you know ignorance but um, I do think that to your point, like I am, I have found through this work, some, um, true joy that I would say I, it probably is similar to the things that brought me joy as a child. Um, you know, and a lot of, um, it, it felt initially like a risk for me to put myself out there. And now it's become just the greatest joy. I love it. And you know what? Yes, some people think that I'm nuts, you know, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this and working? And why are you, you know, maybe you're, maybe you should give it up. And I have thought about it. There have been moments where I've thought, what, where's this going? Should I, you know, should I give this up? And as soon as I even think that thought, my heart sinks because I think, oh, I would be so sad if I gave it up. And, and so I feel like that's authentic. I think it is. And that's when you need to have those conversations with yeah. people who can say to you, what can I do to help you? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> so we are almost out of time. And I, before I lead us out, um, I would love to you to do two things. One, you have a tagline that you've been using on social media, and I would love for you just to say it. Um, and then I'd also love if you would just tell people how they can connect with you over social media. Of course. So my tagline is be bold, be brave, and be authentically you, because it does take those three things. Mm. And I think you'll find the difference in your relationships when you do that. Will you say uh, it one more time? Be bold, be brave, be authentically you. Love it. Yeah. You, easiest place to find me is LinkedIn, but you can also find me on my website at marcimara.com. Wonderful. I hope everyone connects with you. Marcy has some excellent content on LinkedIn on compassion and leadership and authenticity. So you should all go connect with her there for sure. Um, and that is a wrap for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a review for the show on iTunes. And check out my website at samwilling.com. And I hope you'll all join me next week when I talk to Anthony Trucks. He is a motivational speaker. It's going to be a really fun conversation. First of all, it will be our first male on the show this season. Um, and he also just happens to be ex-NFL and American Ninja Warrior. So he is a ball of energy. Um, and I'm super excited to talk with him. It'll be great. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. And have a great Monday, everyone.